everybody, and welcome to College Football Live. Alongside Rod Gilmore and David Pollock, I'm Wendy Nix. Consider it a shot fired, at least when it comes to the SEC and Oklahoma and Texas potentially leaving the Big 12 in favor of the Southeastern Conference. As reported late last week, the two teams plan to leave the Big 12 and are potentially one step closer to joining the SEC. This morning, both schools announced they will not renew their media rights deal, which expires in 2025. The two schools released a joint statement providing notice to the Big 12 at this point is important in advance of the expiration of the conference's current media rights agreement. The universities intend to honor their existing grant of rights agreements. However, both universities will continue to monitor the rapidly evolving collegiate athletics landscape as they consider how best to position their athletics programs for the future. Our college football reporter Heather Dennett joins us now and certainly they are correct. It is an ever-evolving college football landscape, Heather, and I think the question here, at least right now after this statement, is what's next? What are the next steps for Texas and Oklahoma? Wendy, a source familiar with the process told me the next step would be for Texas and Oklahoma presidents to inform the SEC formally that they want to join the league if indeed that's what they want to do. And then only after that would the SEC presidents and chancellors meet to make a formal vote to see if they have 11 of the 14 members in agreement that they would like to extend an invitation. Now. As we heard from that statement, they are honoring their agreement through 2025, but somebody in the Big 12 told me if anybody thinks that that means they're definitely staying through there, that is a false sense of security. Well, that would certainly make for strange bedfellows, Heather, to have these two teams try to stay in the Big 12 until 2025, knowing that not only do they want to leave, they're going to leave. Uh, so having said that, do you anticipate, as someone told you, uh, what, what is the probability, I should say, that they do work out a deal so they can leave, pay whatever they have to pay, and go ahead and join the SEC? Well, relationships are certainly fractured. I can tell you that. And there is a sense of mistrust within that conference. So it would be very awkward, but not impossible for them to stay through 2025. That's a legal maneuver, right? So they wouldn't have to pay the exit fee. But if they did decide to leave earlier, they're supposed to give 18 months notice per Big 12 bylaws. It would cost each school between 75 to $80 million. And then they would be able to do that earlier. Some people have said that this could happen as soon as 2022, but I get the sense from talking to people that the longer this lingers, the more there's a possibility for other conversations with other leagues, and Texas could potentially shop itself around to other, other conferences that have similar high academic standards. Wow. Well, what's clear is that, to your point, relationships are fractured and the Big 12 will look a whole lot different. Heather, thank you. Uh, if, in fact, these two teams end up in the SEC, it would not be the first time the conference has expanded. It would be, in fact, the third. The last instance featured two Big 12 teams as well. That was when Missouri and Texas A&M made the move. That was in 2012. The first time we saw expansion came when Arkansas and South Carolina joined in 1991. Rod, we'll look at the bigger picture in a minute, but let's start specifically with the two conferences directly involved, the SEC and the Big 12, and what that means for those guys. Yeah, Wendy, this is, uh, this is changing the game. That's what, it, that's what the SEC is doing. They are essentially creating an NFL-lite 
kind of conference. I mean, they're going to be at a level way above every other conference with a huge competitive edge when it comes to spending and paying salaries for coaches, recruiting players, facilities. All these things will give them a huge advantage, not to mention, you know, the reach of television for them. So they're changing the game, and, and the shot has been fired to the other conferences, DP, that if they want to compete, if they want to get in there, they can't sit tight. They also have to make moves. It's a boss move. It's an absolute boss move to <laughs> expand your market. It's, it's, it's already a lucrative. The league's already so lucrative and so successful. But now bringing Oklahoma. By the way, besides Oklahoma, who the heck else could you bring in that's that good and that dominant of late? Like, the only teams that come to mind is Ohio State and Clemson. Like, besides that, you're bringing in the brand of Oklahoma that – has a bunch of history, but is also the brand that is Texas. Um, so for the SEC, obviously, huge boss move. It gives them so much power. In, a, in, a, in an era, too, Rod, where you got now, we don't know what the NCAA is going to look like in the future. Um, now the SEC is just gaining more power with more voices, more volume, um, more prestigious programs. But the Big 12, Wendy, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, this is the beginning of the end. Now it's about where do the pieces go from the Big 12 because this is this was what it's it's funny two no no 2016 Iowa State's athletic director came out and said without Oklahoma and Texas we're the Mountain West Oklahoma and Texas ain't going to be here no more so i guess they're the Mountain yeah. West now Yeah but but David th just think about the power that you get in the SEC now. I mean, and, and there's never a good idea to have a concentration of wealth and power. The SEC is now going to have seven of the top ten revenue-generating programs in the country, seven of them. And with that kind of clout and the NCAA really starting to disappear as an entity of authority yep. and regulation and the like, the SEC will have the clout to do as it pleases. This is going to be a huge issue for the other conferences. This, this animal is a real, real big dog. Well, listen, hold your bite there for just a minute, Rod, because I do want to talk about that. But just for some perspective here, uh, first off, look at the historical implications of this, because what, what you have and what you referenced, if this happens, really will be the, the college football's first super conference, okay? You will have a lot right. of the power brokers confined in one place. The SEC would become the first conference, of course, with 16 teams since the WAC in a three-year span from 1996 to 98. So a lot of different ways you can look at this. The Big 12, meanwhile, would be trimmed to just eight teams. Ten years ago, it went from 12 to 10. So to Rod's point, David, and I think this is what everybody over the weekend was talking about, at least when I ran into folks, and that is, bottom line, is this good for college football? Um, I don't know yet. Um, I, I, I don't think it's – I don't look at this and be like, oh, my God, this is terrible. One thing I like about it, you know, I, I do like that we'll start to see some rivalries really gain steam. Will we lose rivalries? Yes, we might lose – Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, which is obviously a big rival that we like to watch, but you might get Alabama, Oklahoma. You might get Georgia, Texas every year. So, you know, I think it was, was one of those things that we always talked about it would happen at some point. I, I think from the standpoint of power um, and even, uh, even across college football, probably not. It's probably not great for um, college football, but 
we're, we're going to be, we were trending this direction at some point, and uh, obviously they made the first try. Wendy, I don't think it's over. I, I don't think this is the last team you're going to get in the SEC. I, whether it's Florida State or, or Clemson or some of those teams, I, I don't think the SEC's done yet. You know, David, I, I don't I, think you I can say, say maybe. It's, it's not definitely good. not, Rod. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, it, it, that is not good for college football. And if I were, if I were the Big 12, I'd be on the horn with the Pac-12 and the ACC and say, look, guys, it's a long shot, but let's call the Justice Department. Let's complain that what we're seeing here with the SEC in Oklahoma and Texas is such a concentration of power and wealth that it lessens competition, that it eliminates consumer choice. You're going to wipe out an entire conference and sort of make that argument. But, but, but let, me, let me say this. From a national Good standpoint luck. for fans and the like, this concentration in the SEC isn't good for college football. We already have people in the West who've been checking out of college football because they've got SEC fatigue. We are expanding to a 12-team playoff because people are just getting tired of seeing the same teams in. So if we get this concentration, we're not going to have a national game. It's really going to concentrate more of college football in the South and the Southeast, and everybody else will be irrelevant. I hear what you're saying, Rod, and I understand that there's validity to that. So now it's incumbent upon the Big Ten to make its move. It's incumbent upon the Pac-12 to make their move. There are multiple right. teams out there now. Now go do your thing. Like, go create your super conference. If I'm the Big Ten, what makes the most sense? I grab L.A. I'm already printing money. The Big Ten's done a great job with their deal, and their deal will be up in a couple years. I go engulf that market out west. So... I, I hear what you're saying, and, we, and they can complain, and they can try to stop it. It's going to happen. So now you create it in your conference. You, you make the Big Ten even bigger and even better, and now we got a couple of super conferences, and by God, we'll have good football every weekend. Well, it's going to be move and counter move to everybody's point. This is far from over. Rod, I, I'm going to say you're the go big or go home guy, huh? You, you know what? Forget it. Just call the Justice <laughs> Department. Forget, forget, forget Absolutely. anything in between. Let's just <laughs> let's just bring the big guns. Uh, that's our resident lawyer, by the way, uh, checking in, and our and our West Coast aficionado. Uh, we are going to look at this though, in all seriousness, conference by conference, and how things will shake out because there's going to be repercussions across the board if Texas and OU do in fact leave the Big 12. We'll talk about the other Power Five conferences coming up when College Football Live returns. our top story today this morning Oklahoma and Texas released a joint statement saying they will not renew their grant of media rights with the Big 12 that expires in 2025 this opens the door for both schools to join another conference with all signs as of at least right now pointing to the SEC so Oklahoma and Texas are likely to be the first domino to fall in what will be an entire shift of the college football landscape. So we're going to look at this conference by conference to see sort of what the shakeout may be. And we'll start with the Big Ten. We'll show you first the status quo. Here's where we stand right now. 
in the Big Ten. It consists of 14 teams split in two divisions. That became the East and West after Maryland and Rutgers joined in 2014. Ohio State, the big boys. They've won four straight Big Ten championship games. The last team other than the Buckeyes to do that, Penn State, back in 2016. Let's talk about the Big Ten and what that looks like, David, moving forward. I mean, you're up. You're on the clock. What's what's next for you? How, how do you expand? Um, I don't think I don't think uh, the Big Ten goes and gets a ton better by going down into the Big Twelve. I, I think the Pac-12 is the way they need to go. I think they need to go to Arizona State. They need to go to Oregon and USC and get all those eyeballs out west. Um, you know, listen. The one thing to know about the Big Ten: nobody makes more money on their TV TV deal than the Big Ten. They rake the dough, so comp teams are going to want to. Travel doesn't matter anymore. You brought Nebraska in a couple years ago. Obviously, it's a big brand, so scrap the travel. Don't worry about the geography. If you want to grow your brand and expand, it, you can go out west, I think, Rod, and I think they could partner with out west and, and make it enormous. Yeah, I, I think you're on to something. You know, the Big Ten is the only conference – that could sit tight and survive, but it won't thrive. I mean, it can survive because it's got five of the top revenue-generating teams you know, in the country, in Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, Wisconsin, and Iowa. But that's not going to be good enough to compete with the SEC as it gets reconfigured here. Um, I, I think that you're right. I think they've got to make a move. And I, it's one of two things. Either you go to the ACC and you pluck Clemson and Florida State, which are two name brand programs. Florida State's been down lately, but it's a name brand program. They're generating a lot of revenue. You bring those two in, and now you can compete with the Big Ten. If you can't go that route, I completely agree, David. It's the Pac-12. Go that route because you already have this history with them, a great relationship, Rose Bowl and the like. Yeah. You are academically similarly oriented, so you have a basis to make something happen. The worst choice is to sit tight and say, we need to do nothing because we can survive. That, that won't get it done. I'm not sure sitting tight, Rod, for anybody right now is a viable option. And, and let's talk about the Pac-12 since you mentioned those guys out west and you're our resident west coaster. Again, this is where we stand right now. Oregon, the two-time defending conference champion, beating USC in the title game last year, and Utah back in 2019. Colorado and Utah were the latest to join the conference, Rod, but that was 10 years ago. So what's the fallout look like if you're the Pac-12 from their perspective? Well, the first thing you got to figure out is, is USC happy? And if they're not happy, keep them happy. Because if USC starts looking around or decides to go independent, now all of a sudden the Pac-12 starts looking like, you know, they're the Big 12. They don't have the lead dog. I mean, Oregon would be the only other, you know, really uh, huge program for the conference. So uh, if they don't want to have a, a problem internally, USC has to be happy. You got to keep them in the conference. And I don't think they can bring anyone in that will help them. Uh, I don't think they can get the ACC. They can't get Flemson, Florida State. To me, the only option they have is to find a way to partner with the Big Ten. If they sit tight, they're going to find out that there are two super conferences. They're on the outside looking in, and they'll start feeling a little bit like the group of five has felt the last several years, David. I think... If I'm the Pac-12, of course, I want to hitch my wagon to the Big Ten and what they do. 
But I don't think that they would be that far off, or I don't think it would be bad for them to absorb the Big 12. Like, think of the teams that you just threw out there. I, I know Oklahoma and Texas drive the ship, but it wouldn't hurt to bring in Texas to their conference with Texas Tech. It wouldn't hurt to bring in Oklahoma with Oklahoma State to their conference. You know, it's interesting. Rod, Wendy, we're only going to talk about football because football is the main driver. Baylor just won a national championship in basketball, and, and, and Kansas is a perennial power in basketball every single year. Yes. So, you know, the Pac-12 plays good basketball. It'd be, a good, it'd be a great basketball conference. But I think if they can't do the Big Ten, I think they got to look right to the Big 12 and yeah. um, try to get those teams and help bring those teams in and, find, and patch those holes from, from the Big Ten or Big 12, excuse me. Listen, he heaven forbid we not make it about us, David. We, wh why would we do that? Of course we're going to talk about football. Let, let's, let's switch gears to the ACC. We'll go down to David's neck of the woods in the southeast. Uh, because they, too, now they have some, some strongholds here, certainly in Clemson, North Carolina, a little bit. But listen, this is where we are with the ACC. And Notre Dame, <laughs> sort of a, a partial member, David. And you have to believe the ACC would be more than happy to have the Irish and the revenue they generate from television rights. But again, what do you do if you're the ACC? I just like, you said the big, the ACC has those strongholds and I was waiting for you to go down the list and you go, you know, they have Clemson and North Carolina and- um, I, you know, Well, I know, I know uh, that I've called Clemson, uh, but I'm sorry. Yeah. They've got Clemson. Yeah, they got those. Yeah, they got Clemson. They got yeah, Clemson. North Carolina's on the rise. No, I, I think I Notre tried. Dame is, is is interesting. You've seen the uh, like the 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 memes created already, or the little stuff created about uh, everybody else in the SEC and just Notre Dame independent. So I think there'll be a, an interesting chip that uh, somebody could look for. But man, what I, I, ACC? What do you do? You you are not again. You're not in a position of power. You have, you don't have a huge league that's. Everybody's looking to get, you know, to get a bunch of members of. So I, I think that, again, Clemson, just like the Big 12, it was very much focused on what OU and Texas wanted. ACC, it's like, Clemson, please don't leave me, bro. Like, stay as long as you can and then maybe, maybe bring a spot for me if I need to. But it, it does, I don't see how, Rod, it doesn't make the most sense. For them to plug into the SEC, it's right. I, listen, I know, Rod, we're yeah. going to have to send a lawyer recommendation and, and, and we're going to protest and try to get out of it. But, like, they're, they're right there in the South, Rod. They're right there in the powerhouse. They're, they're recruiting just fine against everybody else. My God, it just it seems to make a lot of sense that the ACC or Clemson would join the SEC. I have no problem with lawyers getting in here and getting paid for working on this thing. That's fine, you know. They got to eat too, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> but listen, can, can, can we just stop with this Notre Dame thing? I mean, Notre Dame has made it clear repeatedly they're going to remain independent, and it's a waste of time to chase that. They're not going to come and save the ACC. They're going to be perfectly fine independent, whether they're two super conferences or three. They'll be fine. I agree with you. The ACC has to look at trying to, try to make a partnership somewhere, and the logical place is the SEC. Now, what if the SEC only wants a couple teams out of the, uh, out of the ACC? That's a problem. But, you know, David, we are yep. moving towards this NFL light model where there are going to be about 30 teams or so that play the game at the highest level, spend the most money on it, and there are going to be some teams at the lower end of these conferences in the ACC Pac-12 and other places that will not be able to compete at that level. That's where we're, we're moving towards that. Yeah. So whether that's with two big conferences and then everyone else by the wayside, 
know, that's what the ACC is looking at. You know, if you don't make Clemson and Florida State and North Carolina happy, you can say goodbye to that conference too. Listen, it's going to look a lot different. The only thing I would disagree with, Rod, though, is come on. I know what Notre Dame says. I know they stick to You know what? Money talks. You never know. That's all <laughs> I'll say. You just, you just never know. You I'm never not know. convinced they wouldn't listen if the phone rang. You never know. But I tell you what we do know, and that is finally, after quite some time, the NFL, all 32 teams back together. They will practice at their individual campsites. Coverage from every site, they'll do it at the same time on the same day from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern, then back from 4 to 5 on ESPN, 3 to 5 Eastern on ABC. It's called Back Together Saturday, also available on the ESPN app. And we'll talk more college football right after this. Tomorrow on College Football Live, full coverage of Pac-12 Media Day. Oregon star defensive lineman Kayvon Thibodeau, a potential top five pick in the draft. And USC quarterback Adon Slovis will join us from L.A. Ron, before we go, we have to hit you on your top Pac-12 storyline. What will we talk about tomorrow? Wendy, the Pac-12 hasn't been to the playoffs since 2016 and hasn't won a championship in 18 years. It is critical that the Pac-12 get to the playoff this year, David. So who's going to do it? It's going to be Oregon and the Chip Kelly-type <laughs> run with Cristobal. The recruiting's wow. so high up. The talent's going up. It's, hey, Oregon, watch out. I hear you. David, uh, rumor has it you might be the new commissioner of the Super Conference. Is that true? The SEC Super Conference? Is that you? <laughs> you pay me right enough, here. sure. You pay me, I'll mess it up. <laughs> We'll be back tomorrow. Thank you, everybody.